0: Hello and welcome to the Feedback Force podcast, the game design analysis podcast of the End Defender community. I'm Kelso. And I'm Kyla. And I'm Carl. And this is the Kingdom Hearts podcast. Kyla, take it away. Shh. God. You know, we're, we're
1: gonna be... We're gonna be... Uh, so, for those of you listening, we're recording this like a week late. Uh, we are supposed to be talking about uh, Oberdin, Uh And last week I was all in the good, like dark, moody mood, you know, ready to talk about some death at sea, and then Kingdom Hearts 3 came out. And now my head is just rainbows and sunshine all the time.
0: That's fair. We can this we game, can bring you back down.
1: This game, the KH3, 3 is so many games. Like, I, f- I feel like the designers for this game finished, like, five years in and then had nothing to do for the rest of the time so they just kept designing. Huh. huh. I just finished like a, a weird little like bubble bobble mini shooter mini game. Match five mini game. Uh oh. there's there's a there's a cooking mechanic. What? Uh, there's um game of the year. There's a QR code huh? there's a photo scavenger hunt mechanic. There's a QR code reader that unlocks old, like, Tiger Toy-style, like, two-button games. Oh my god. Um, there's... <laughs> it's got, like, every combat mechanic from every one of the previous games.
0: I, I heard someone, uh, heard, saw someone on Twitter saying that the, uh, the... I think it was the cutscenes in the Pirates world this time around are slightly shorter than the entire time you spend in the Pirates world in Kingdom Hearts 2.
1: Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> damn it. I <laughs> like, haven't gotten to Pirate's World yet. Uh, um, I am. I, for the record, I'm not done with it. I have played uh, about 20 hours. Um, I think it's a... They said, like, main campaign's supposed to be about 30 hours, but I'm doing a lot of side questy stuff. Yeah. Well, as um, I'm going to try and not spoil anything major. I will mention that for the entire first Gummy Ship section, my ship was piloted by a giant Shiba Inu so
0: oh. oh oh good you
1: know it's a good game hmm. it's it's very kingdom hearts
0: wait Kyla can you pet the Shiba know.
1: you can't damn it
2: fail game I mean, you, you could
1: rub it up against an asteroid probably <laughs> but uh no you I mean it's not like it's not an actual Shiba it's uh it's like a, um it's like a Shiba figurine but it's as big as your entire spaceship. Interesting. So, <laughs> I hmm. just put it on top of my spaceship, and then it was flying my spaceship around, it, and it was great. Um, I feel like it's very much the sort of thing that if you like the weirdness that is Kingdom Hearts, this is just more weirdness. If you're if you find the weirdness of Kingdom Hearts off putting, this might be worse. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I. I'm looking forward to uh, being moved and having access to all of my boyfriends, like, all of the remixes and etc. Actually, no, I'm not. That's going to take up so much of my life. (laughs) It's about
1: about three weeks to play through all the
2: games. Yeah. Um... Actually, I kind of want to play them, just to see what the fuss is about. (laughs) I only played it first, but I also am pretty sure I would hate the games.
1: I feel like it's not your sort of game. You have to have a very high tolerance for like, uh, I guess Co-Carnage called it wholesomeness. Um, Just like, just really like earnest, straight-faced like power of friendship stuff. The
0: real Kingdom Hearts was the friends we made along the way.
1: Yeah, I mean, kind of, kind of literally. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So you know, as and I, you know, as I say, if you have that tolerance. It, it is fun as heck I, I my favorite one is probably Dream Drop Distance just because like moving around in those games is so fun they're games where like you press just a few buttons and all the things happen and Kingdom Hearts 3 is, is more so even than any of the others you press a few buttons and then just like flipping and flying and particle effects and all the <laughs> things
0: it's. I'm glad to actually like hear an opinion about this game from someone who I know who is really into the series because the other two people that I know who are really into the series neither of them have actually gotten Kingdom Hearts 3 yet because they are not done marathoning the entire rest of the series yet.
1: <laughs> so... Fair. So... yeah. I think someone... So, uh, as... In addition to, like, me playing Kingdom Hearts 3 all weekend, when I'm not actively playing Kingdom Hearts 3, uh, this is Super Bowl weekend, which means that the The Chocobol, formerly Square Bowl, is going on, and they're also playing Kingdom Hearts this weekend. Of course. Not, Not three, but they started with Kingdom Hearts 1, and then they finished it early. So this is an annual charity marathon where they marathon a square game for, like, the whole weekend of the Super Bowl. Uh, So they played Kingdom Hearts 1 on Friday, Friday night, they finished it Saturday morning and started Dream Drop Distance, uh, and finished that this morning, and now they're uh, playing one of the campaigns for uh, Birth by Sleep, so...
0: (sighs) Oh, Birth by Sleep's the one you have to play like three times, right?
1: Yeah, they're only gonna play one of them, and then I think they might do Fragmentary Passage if they still have time, Mm -hmm. but... The, the, one of the hosts said something about Kingdom Hearts 3, which I kind of agree with, which is the thing about this game is that it can spend 10 minutes making me do something like some like weird or really frustrating segment. I actually haven't found any frustrating yet, but some like absolutely bonkers segment where you're like, what the fuck is this game? And then as soon as they're done, suddenly there will be like, the most charming, wonderful thing in the game, and you're like, all's forgiven. I love you again. Nice. Uh, One, I guess, so I guess this is sort of a small spoiler, but the best joke in the game so far has been from Toy Story World. Uh, When they intro Toy Story World, instead of going directly into the world, it starts a cutscene from a completely different video game called Verum Rex. And then the idea is, it's a video game that exists in the Toy Story world, and they think Sora is the main character of Verum Rex. Oh no. But they just play this cutscene, like, completely straight-faced, and it's, like, the most Squaresoft cutscene you could possibly have. It's wonderful. It's like you know, like, four brooding teen guys in, like, jackets and one of them has a laser crossbow and, oh like, there's this girl and she's being, she has a pendant and she's being sucked up into a vortex and the guy, like, jumps in after her and, like, reaches out his, his hand for her and, you know, like, it's very it's a great, great bit.
0: That, that's cool. I like that. Good job. Good job, King Departs. Yep. Uh, is that the Kingdom Wait. Hearts segment?
1: That can be the Kingdom okay. Hearts segment. Uh, no, I just didn't. I didn't
0: can I can know if it. you had more to talk I can about. Talk
1: about it for a long time, <laughs> but I shouldn't. Okay, that's fair. I can also talk about it more once I'm actually done, probably, which will maybe be by next week. Well, by by the next podcast, almost, almost certainly, we'll see.
2: But I'm, you shouldn't.
1: I, yeah, we'll see. If I have anything interesting to say on it, I'll say something. But. So that's
0: far, fair. I've just been enjoying myself. That's well, nice. so that's what you've been up to. Uh, I haven't been up to anything. So there's that. I, I guess I like quit my job. I, I haven't quit yet, but I put in my notice. So that's about it. They, like, I don't know. I felt bad because uh, where I work, they... It seems like they have a hell of a time getting people to fill positions, but they've already found someone to take over after I leave, so that's good. Because I guess I guess yeah, I guess well, like my my supervisor had been doing my job for like months before they hired me, I guess. Uh, but this time, I guess one of my coworkers knew someone who was looking for another job, uh, doing this kind of thing already, so. That's good.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, congrats on not being at that job anymore. Yeah. I assume it's because of the move. Yeah, it
0: is. Uh, it's and it's that'll a bit be more happening. congrats
1: if you leave a job that you hate. But... Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I. I mean, pay sucks, but this was like a not, definitely not one of my worst jobs that I've ever had. So I'll take it.
1: That's good.
0: It's... Not retail, so I will one hundred percent take it.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I've ever had like a truly yeah. awful job. Um, I know uh, my husband had a job where he used to work for a guy who had possibly like uh, LSD-related brain damage. Definitely um, LSD. He was he was very <laughs> paranoid. Uh, at all times, and, like, really fond of Not conspiracy theories.
2: Not all times. So you can straighten out sometimes, <laughs> and then it
1: would go away, and it'd be worse. <laughs> oh, says no. Periods he had periods of, periods of non-paranoia, but it would be worse afterwards, so.
0: Huh. That sounds, uh, like a nightmare.
1: Yeah. It was a tie-dye, uh, making business. Oh. sure
0: like, <laughs> I feel like yeah. there's a connection here.
1: Yeah. Well. Wow uh <laughs> yeah so, that's fair i i have not had anything quite that bad
0: <laughs> uh and carl you already said you have not done a whole lot that's
2: oh, oh you know what I done anything
0: nice good for you good
1: on the uh it's nice to have some time to not do anything I feel like I've done, I've been, the Kingdom Hearts hype has just been going on for so long now that I've been just doing Kingdom Hearts related things for a long time, like watching streams of it and like talking to people about it and doing things in anticipation of it.
0: It's, it's so strange. It's like, I, like we've known this game has been coming out for ever Mm -hmm. and we, we've had a release date for a, a, a few months at least, I don't remember when the yeah. release date was announced, but, um, and then it's like, oh, it's here now.
1: Yeah, it's actually out. It, it happened. That's crazy.
0: Like, I can't believe it. Yep. It I, um, it, it I, happened, I, we have another Kingdom Hearts game, and there is a a, a single digit number in the title.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. yep, exactly. <laughs> There's a chronologically advancing number. Um, the I'm trying not to do with this one what I did with Kingdom Hearts 2 where I beat the game in one weekend by like marathoning it and staying up way too late and it's like I yeah. probably can't afford to like only get three hours of sleep a night anymore <laughs> like I could do that in college I can't really do that anymore <laughs> yeah yeah I feel it but oh well but that's that's what I've been playing this past week. But the two weeks before that, uh I played the game Return of the Oberdin.
0: Yeah, we could talk about the game now. That's fair. <laughs> N- none of us have anything else to talk about. So, uh yeah, we played Return of the Oberdin, which is uh another game by Lucas Pope who did Papers Please. That was the one.
1: Yep. Wow. We were we were trying to determine if this is the first time on this stream that we've played a second game from the same person, from the same designers. Uh, uh, it's and not. I can't remember what conclusion we came to.
0: It, we, played... we played Frog Fractions. Frog Fractions, yes. and... Frog
1: Fractions 1 and 2. Yeah. Uh, which was. My understanding is a, the second team was substantially larger than the first team for that game. Yeah. Uh, but. Whereas this is just like literally the same person twice, but that's maybe a fluke of the fact that this is basically a one person game.
0: Yeah. Um one like basically one developer and a whole lot of voice actors. And like yeah. lo- and localization staff. Yeah. I yeah. So Return of the Overdin is a mystery game. Kind of a supernatural mystery game as well where you play as a an investigator or an agent with the east india company who is a, trying to hmm? a tax
1: um... tax assessor right a yeah. tax assessor
0: yeah. who is trying to figure out the identities and causes of death of uh the entire crew of this ship the Obra Dinh, yes.
1: which so the obradin the ship the Oberdin, mysteriously reappears in port with no one on it mm-hmm. and it's your job to figure out what the heck happened
0: yep uh i really like once i once i started playing it for a session i really really got into it it's yeah. all it's basically all deductive reasoning um
1: I will say in the, like, before we get into specifically spoiling all of the mystery parts and, like, the twists and things, um, it's a very solid deductive reasoning game that has more story than I was expecting it to have. Um, And it's it's really interesting mood. I would say I I do recommend it with an asterisk, and that asterisk is if you are uh, easily creeped out by gore, it is a very gory game. Because it's about deaths at sea. So if you're not okay with like seeing someone take like a point blank cannon shot yeah. uh, or get ripped in half, like you shouldn't play. And it's it's grainy visuals. Like all of this, none of this is animated. It's all still sh- like still pictures that you can walk around, and it's in like a very grainy, uh, like almost rasterized art style. Yeah, like it's it's uh, a basically
0: a one bit game.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's all monochrome. So it's not like as gory as it could be but it, it is it does have some of that in there so if it's if that's a if you have like zero tolerance for it then you might you know maybe you might want to look elsewhere yeah. Uh, but it, I, I don't really like gore and I was fine with the amount of gore that's in this game Um, so I, I, with that asterisk I do recommend it and do it before you listen to the podcast because we're going to spoil a lot of the stuff
0: yep as as we tend to do.
1: As is our want.
0: Yep. Uh, so the, the main sort of mechanics are that you have a book given to you by a mysterious gentleman that you basically have to fill out that kind of um, chronicles the events that happened aboard the ship. That's where you make your deductions so you have to like you find a corpse and then you figure out who they were, how they died, and if applicable, who killed them. Yeah. And you do that by using a magic stopwatch that yeah. lets you, I, I guess, I don't know. It's not Probably really time the travel. The moment of their death. Yeah. View yeah, the moment
1: of their death. Yeah,
0: it takes you to like a snapshot of of their death that you can then walk around with and a, explore. With a,
1: surrounding, with a surrounding radius. So you can't, it's not like you're, you know, going back in time. You have, like, a set radius around the corpse that is explorable. Mm-hmm. And that's it.
0: And and in these segments you can, like, look at who you see around you. Because it's a, it's never just, like, here's one person and they're dead. It's Here's the person who died, and the moment of their death, and everyone else who was present, plus usually some some audio or some voiceover uh, accompanied with that you know that was happening at the time. Yeah, uh, and all of this helps you identify crew members. Basically, some of these some of these scenes are just like packed with information.
1: Yeah, you've got you've got uh, in your little book you've got the roster of everyone who was on the ship. Like the ship's, whatever it's called. Not ship's log. Um, the, there's a word for the it. The crew manifest? Yeah, the manifest. So you've got the crew manifest. Um, you've got a picture that's got everyone in it, but it's unlabeled who's who. Um, but you can see everyone's faces. Uh, and that's partly, like, what you use to tag who you're identifying as whom. Um, and you've got, like, a layout of the ship. So you can kind of see where everything is relative to each other. Uh, And then, like, a glossary, I think, of terms, of naval terms, in Uh, case you don't know, like, what a topman is or anything like that. Yeah,
0: some of that was helpful. Some of that, like, I I, I remember reading it, but at this point I have forgotten, and I don't remember. Like, what is the Orlop deck? Eh! Who knows? (laughs)
1: Um, the... I knew, I think I knew most of the nautical terms because Huck is really into, um... Uh, what's his name? Patrick O'Brien books, the guy who did like *Master and Commander*. Uh, um, and there are all these like old naval books. So I've I've listened to a few audiobooks of that with him. So I'm like, I know like what a fair number of these things mm-hmm. are. Not all of them, but Huck and I played it together. So he knew a lot more than I oh, did that's on, cool. on those.
0: Oh yeah, this would be like. This would be a it's fun a, game to play with someone else.
1: It's a good couple game because it's you sit and you like compare notes with each other and you each remember slightly different things and it's it's good. Yeah, Huh,
0: yeah, yeah. I think I remembered a lot of the terms because uh, I know at least one of the Redwall books takes place aboard a <laughs> an animal pirate
2: ship. I see. <laughs> so there's that. That's good. And I mean, most of the stuff you can also like to me yeah play.
1: yeah, yeah is... like top men are the men who work at the top up in the rigging yeah
0: that so. makes sense or like i don't know the who else there's the gunner who handles all the guns and the yeah. gunner's the gunner's mate who mm-hmm. helps him handle the guns like yes, yeah
1: exactly uh and it's so the the mechanic is that you uh you pencil in you once you've seen a death it gives you the option to pencil in all the information we mentioned about that death and then every three answers you get correct it will lock in those answers as correct answers um, which is an which is an interesting mechanic and I think it's very much core to like what makes the game workable
2: yeah without that it would be hell.
1: Yeah. yeah, because a lot of the game has to be done just by process of elimination and even a little bit brute forcing. Mm-hmm. Um, and they couldn't have you do that so that like every single one that you get correct just gets locked in because yeah. then you would just immediately brute force everything. Um, so but if you have
2: nothing, there's like <laughs> sixty. There's sixty people. Yeah. And then you would have to have like dialogue where you literally call people's name out before you die.
1: Yeah, and there's almost, names are hard to find in this names game. There's almost hard. no scenes where someone mentions someone else's name. Yeah, You're the... usually going by, like, their nationality and job on the ship more than you are, yeah. <laughs> or even the number they are in the manifest.
0: Yeah, there's, like, the two scenes that I think are the most helpful are two that are, uh, in like, on the crew deck, where all, all of their, like, hammocks are. And they each have a tag, and the tag corresponds with their number in the manifest, and those are, like, unbelievably helpful when you get later on in the game. There, like, there's one guy who you identify because in, in a scene on the crew deck, he's asleep in his hammock and his arm is sticking out, and he has a tattoo yep. on his arm, and then you identify him later by the tattoo on the arm, and that's the yeah, only like, okay, way. Yeah, the guy
1: with the tattoo is sleeping in hammock number 37 or whatever, so he must be that number on the manifest. Yeah,
2: like, it's, yeah. it's. I don't know, just... Is it bad that I didn't get that system?
1: The, is, is that one you missed?
2: Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty subtle.
1: I I, I saw a lot of very similar-looking white dudes at the end. I didn't
2: picture. But like, I in the end, I just sort of stopped going into any memory and just looked at the picture and said, like, okay, who are they hanging out with?
1: Yeah, that's that's super helpful. Yeah,
2: and like the
0: fact that like uh, officers and officers, stewards are very frequently seen together uh uniforms or like people's clothing is extremely helpful yeah you
1: have to use like really all everything that you can find every little even even what languages are being spoken in this scene yeah
0: it's or it's like okay there's
1: accent do they have there's
0: there's four women on the ship one of them is taiwanese one of them is the captain's wife one of one of the two remaining white women is not married. Which one has a ring on her finger? <laughs> like,
1: yeah. like, I just went with the one who looked younger. Yeah, I didn't actually look as close as a ring. Yeah,
0: that's that that's what good. I that's what I did yeah, too. And then I, I I saw it when I was in that cutscene later looking for I don't know something else. I was like, oh, she's got a ring. She's, that's yeah. the one. <laughs> Whoa.
2: That took me a while, and I was so frustrated.
0: Like.
2: <laughs> Yeah. They're,
0: they're there. Yeah. They're there. One of them. Yeah, that's that's the other thing. Um, The the sketch of all the crew members, initially, all of the faces are blurred out, but once once the image becomes unblurred, that means that you can positively identify them. And at times, it's like, what,
1: what so information I mention, have I you, gotten? When you say you can positively identify them, yeah. you're allowed to try at any point. Yeah. But when they're unblurred, it's the game indicating to you that you supposedly have enough information to identify them. Somehow, <laughs> somehow, somehow, and like, that, I mean, like,
2: it just means you've seen all the cutscenes where they're they're present. Does it?
1: Uh, I,
2: no. They
1: specifically I think. they specifically call it out as you have enough information to identify this person.
2: Yeah, yeah, I but don't... I think that just means that you've been in the me- like their memories.
1: Uh.
2: That,
0: no, because the, the two women... I think it's, like, Emily Jackson and Miss Miss Jane Bird. Uh, mm-hmm. The very first cutscene that you see them in, you can um, you can identify them. But you see them both later, like, in the rowboat escaping the ship.
1: Yeah. Um, and, and, some, and some people, you kind of... You just gotta try. Like, there's four Chinese topmen who are, like... You, are, is there a way the to tell them apart? Man.
2: the racist game <laughs> um i mean i know you can one of, of them, them one of
1: them is the kid the guy who went on the kidnapping group and he can be identified separately but like the other three as far as i can tell you basically see them once all together up in the rigging uh,
2: and, then it's and like, one oh. of them is struck by lightning
1: yes but I don't know how you're supposed to tell whose name is whose.
2: No, you, know. you don't know whose name. Is. <laughs> yeah, it's like the topman
0: and and the the, the seamen.
1: Yeah, like... The, there's like five just random white seamen. But um, no. Yeah. Uh, the and what are you like? Some of them, like three of them, just fell off the boat at some point. You don't even really see them fall off the boat. You just see. Three like silhouettes of figures in the distance falling off the boat.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, but those are the ones that escaped in the lifeboat. It's the lifeboat that gets smashed up. Oh, yeah,
0: there is one lifeboat that gets smashed up. That's true. I forgot. And that's about. where
2: there's three people falling down.
1: The one where they're being like tipped out into the sea. Yeah. Okay. Because
0: I think it's like the Kraken slams into the side of the ship. And the the lifeboat gets thrown.
1: There's probably, like, at least one, like, real dedicated you-can-figure-them-out clue for every person. Um, But I can't imagine that anyone finds all of them.
2: So (laughs) here's the thing, and that's where I was talking with Kelso. Um, The ones, like, uh, the ladies that Mm -hmm. went off in the lifeboat, I have not been able to figure out, and I've Googled a bit. Not How are you supposed though. to tell where they went? How are you supposed to tell where you went? You can figure it out after you leave the ship. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, they do. do. Do you know about the... I guess they don't really say who sent you the stuff in the beginning, do they? No, not before. Yeah. I checked that as well. Yeah, so you, it's like, where did they go? And there's like... They give you like 12 options and if you look at the map there's like three or four that are reasonable Um, and so I guess you just brute force those three or four answers
0: I just got lucky because Africa was the first one on the list and I looked at the map and it's like well we're off the coast of Africa well give it a try (laughs)
1: Yeah, it's like it could be Africa it could be the Canary Islands or it could be the Azores Mm -hmm. and uh, Azores? Azores? I don't know Uh, but it's it could be it could easily be any of those. And so
2: I mean you're much closer to the islands.
1: Yeah, you are closer to the islands. Although I guess the question is like if they were trying to escape and head for somewhere inhabited, I guess you're more likely to find people on in Africa? Yeah. That's my best guess. Um I also tried the uh the islands first. But the, the nice thing about the this method of, like, the sets of three is that if you're pretty sure you have two of them right, then you can use the third one to brute force an answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I kind of wish I had done that more early on with some of the really generic semen, because uh, you know, how the, I, I don't so, know how I'm supposed to tell who they
2: are. I, I sort of, like, I didn't want to cheese too much, because it felt a bit dirty.
1: <laughs>
2: so I took someone, like, I didn't pick someone that would like unlock a lot of information. I picked someone that was okayish, helpful.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Also, full disclosure, I so I would say I got probably like half, maybe a little over half, completely done without any any sort of assistance from a guide. The remaining ones I got mostly done. And like towards the end of the night, I was like, I, I just want to finish this. I'm yep. gonna yeah, do no, a little Huck bit of guide. And I,
1: Huck and I looked up like the last six or seven, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was yeah we we basically there were like two linchpins that we had to to figure out like to to eliminate in order to get the rest. But yeah, we we use we got to the last few and we're like, there's no way that we should, we have any way of figuring out who these people are. Let's yeah. just back it. Of yeah, other than we could have brute force them. Yeah. But...
0: Like there is the segment yeah. where you're uh where the the officer who deserts with the like the royalty from Taiwan and they get killed by mermaids, like at <laughs> that segment, as soon as I opened the book and saw this corpse is only accessible through another corpse, I was like, Nope, nope, I'm not going through this chain again. i <laughs> like, I'm gonna oh, use yeah, a guide we... to identify these these fucking randos.
2: There was only two randos. Yeah,
1: there were there were there were like there was
2: and, uh, and one of them was yeah. clearly Russian.
1: Yeah. Yeah, one of them was Rush clearly Russian, one of them is clearly one of the Chinese topmen. Mm-hmm. Uh one of them has a an Irish or Scottish accent. It was yeah. hard for me to tell.
0: I think he was Irish. So, there's only one I think there's only one Scot on board, if I remember yeah. correctly. Uh
1: two, I think. I'd have to look again. I can check it. I had it check up. it. No. Oh. oh! Alrighty.
2: Um, one Scottish. Yeah.
1: Really? I thought it was two. Um,
2: I think there's, like, one no, Scott. No, no, no,
0: two. Oh, the there first are?
2: First mate is Scott.
0: Oh, yeah. I forgot about him because you solve him, like, immediately.
1: Yeah. There's a few people. In... So and, and his sister, the I love the progression. I love the progression of this, where, like, the first... Thing you get is the very end of the scene where there's only, like, four people even alive on the boat. It's, like, the captain and a handful of others, and the others are trying to mutiny and kill the captain. And so you watch the captain, like, pick them off one by one and then commit suicide. Um, and that's, like, a pretty good... It's a pretty good sort of tutorial-type segment. It eases you into it. You feel like, okay, I can get this. Like, I understand how the deduction works. And then the next scene... Is a giant kraken attacking the ship, it's and so like good. people being ripped in half, and chaos everywhere, and a storm. It's like holy fuck.
2: I mean, it's also in the very end where almost everyone is dead. <laughs> yeah, it's. But I, it's I have a different feeling.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it gets suddenly you're like, oh, this shit is way more gonna be way more dramatic than I realized. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's such a good reveal. That is so well-paced. I mm-hmm. loved it so much. Um,
2: also, and... before that, you think, like, okay, this is a normal ship. This is, yep. like, normal circumstances that could happen on a ship. Yeah, I figured... And bam, Kraken.
0: Yeah, I figured in the first scene where they're they're mutinying against the captain and the captain, like, busts open the door, busts a dude in the chest, stab a guy, like, <laughs> beat a guy. Like, I would have figured it was like, oh, he got... Sea madness, like he went crazy from being at sea, but nope, <laughs> it it was a lot worse than that.
1: Oh yes, and they do—they actually gradually reveal more and more of the like cool, weird, supernatural, mysterious stuff. Mm-hmm. Because first, it's like a kraken—that's like bizarre, but you know, like okay, giant squids exist. It's still like, you know, maybe not exactly plausible, but you know, it's only it's a like slight a common scratch. myth. Yeah. Yeah, common myths. And then there's like <coughs> giant crabs in the hold at these like huge crab beasts with like big spindly legs. They're basically king crabs but like man-sized and they like shoot they have backs full of porcupine quill type spikes and shoot them off at people. Mm-hmm. It's like, "Oh shit." And then like two memories later, you notice that there are dark figures riding them. Yeah. And it's like, "Oh shit." Yeah. What
0: happened here? I think those were probably the coolest creatures. Yeah, and then there's like mermaids, yep. but they're not. I mean, they're like they they do have the titties, but they are not sexy mermaids. They are we'll kill you mermaids. Yes, slightly too many titties. Slightly yeah. too many titties. Yes, I don't know how that evolves. Uh, they're maybe like
1: dolphin related.
0: Maybe. Or-
1: or something I don't know. Yeah. But they have big also big fish tails that also have like spines that they can throw they're, at you. Yeah,
2: they're just covered in spikes. So how many times did you put down spiked by beast? Oh <laughs> That's boy! so many people. Yeah. <laughs> or or drowned by beast. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's like half of the cast. Yeah. It's
0: it's interesting also when I was like sort of going through everything. After I'd beaten the game, the guide I found has, like, a a pretty detailed chronological retelling of everything that happens. Which is which is cool that somebody yeah.
1: I, I put should, that together. I should use that because yeah. I, would, uh, I would be interested in reading that. Um, maybe with the Twitter or notes or something.
0: Yeah, I will, I'll find it. Because, it, like, well, it was a pretty like, thorough guide. Like, it tells you, um, like, there's, like, a hint section where it's, like, if you're having trouble but you don't want spoilers... Like this is, this is helpful. And then there's another section that tells you, like the information that you get that allows you to identify every one of the crew members, which is Mm -hmm. cool to find out. Like later, if you're stuck on ones. That's
1: something used to see if it is possible to get through without brute forcing.
0: Yeah, apparently, and it it looks like it is. Some of them are like, some of them are, kind of, yeah, kind of obscure. Um, but it's cool to see like that somebody has gone through all of this and really, really taken the time to catalog
1: it, to catalog everything. I, I, will read that. Um, but yeah, so it starts fairly normally, like the, there are a few deaths. So this is like chronologically, you don't actually uncover everything chronologically, but, um, so the first few, it's actually more related to location of death is more how you progress than when, but at any rate. When they set out from port, uh, a few people um, just, like, were crushed by cargo coming in, you know, normal sea mishaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, as they headed out, uh, two more crew members died from illness, possibly, I don't know, STDs from shore?
0: Um, yeah, maybe. I think, I remember the doctor said that, like, they, they had some illness and it was... Like, they went through a cold snap, and they had some illness, and uh, the the cold like exacerbated their issues, and they yeah. both died yeah. from it.
1: Yeah, and he said it was something that they probably picked up in port, and also that it was not contagious to the rest of the crew. Yeah. Uh, he said, like, if anybody else had it, they'd have been showing signs by now. Um, and then, is the next thing that happens the kidnapping? Uh,
0: The next thing that happens is the murder.
1: Right, right, right. There's the the mutiny of like one of the the officers who like kills a guard in the hold. I think. Um, I, yeah, and, I think it the, was like one of the. They have like four non English speaking um, Taiwanese guests uh, who are royalty apparently, um, and the their guard gets blamed for the murder.
0: Yeah, so I think what happened there was, um, what the whichever I think it was the. Second mate, second, second mate, who I think, who yeah. was like conspiring to kidnap the royalty, and the some guy like come some guy he was
1: he was or like a musician fourth, fourth mate I think
2: Maybe. I mean, he was a passenger. I uh, the one sorry. that found the second.
1: Hang on, let me let me. Uh, I okay. think fourth mate was the kid, the one who organized the kidnapping. If I were, but it's sp- it has. Yeah, no, been it ways was. That I played this.
2: It was the second, second mate. mate. Was the bad was guy. kidnapper. Okay. Yeah. The so... fourth
1: mate was also shitty for some reason, but I forget why.
0: Yeah, I, I forget yeah, why he's the too. the
2: one uh, planning
0: mutiny, right? Okay. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. The the second mate was going to kidnap the the Taiwanese royalty, and a musician like over overheard him. Or saw him, you know, being somewhere where he wasn't supposed to be and got stabbed, and then the guard for the the Taiwanese royalty was blamed for
1: for the, murder. For the yeah. murder and and he was shot on ship which is actually one of the two images that you have from the ship's artist yeah. that you're using to identify people is this is everybody gathered on the ship for this uh for this um firing squadron mm-hmm. the thing about the firing squadron is interesting is uh it's like it's a bunch of people shooting at him um, but you actually have to follow the tra- trajectory of the bullets to find out whose gun it was, yeah, that killed
2: only shot. one hits.
1: Yep. yeah, only one of them actually hit him. At first, I just put down like the the head gunner since he's the one who like makes the call for everybody to shoot. But no, actually, one of the people shooting is did kill him, and you can figure out who it is.
2: yep so, the game has a lot of those where you're like, whoa, well, was he shot? Was he exploded? Yeah. Um, yeah. Was he speared? Was he stabbed? Was he?
1: Yeah, there's yeah. one where there's like a, a a the kraken picks up a cannon that's about to go off and it kills someone and I'm like, okay, does that count as like crushed by beast or shot? Like
2: you can <laughs> yeah. have shot a shot by cannon shot by terrible by beast. Cannon by mm-hmm. beast. I know,
1: I did get it eventually, but
0: uh... yeah, and and there Sorry. are some which I I realized going through all this after I'd finished it. There are some where you can pick multiple deaths and it'll take yeah. it, like okay. like the drowned by beast ones can also be like they were thrown overboard. Um, there's one guy who I think was like attacking one of the crabs, and another person throws a lantern, so you can say that he was either burned by the lantern or that he was spiked by a crab.
2: Um, th- there's a handful like that,
0: yeah. Where, the Chinese where my...
2: woman. I had such a hard time figuring out, like, what to put. Oh, yeah. She was, like, Claude eaten.
1: Oh, yeah. The, like, mermaid, she, like, like, dragged strangled. her over the side of the lifeboat and, like, bit her in the neck. And I'm like, is that eaten by Beast?
2: I mean, she's Isn't also that... being strangled. Yeah. And, like, Claude, I think Claude is the one that you... I I, I I think took, that's I took, the I one you have to And it
1: worked. Oh, okay. That's cool. It didn't work. I... I thought i tried eaten and it didn't work and i had to try something else but maybe i was trying like maybe i had one of the others wrong at the time and it was one of those many switchbacks
0: yeah i did get into a habit if if i wasn't like mostly certain i i just kept it at unknown regardless because oh, no. i didn't i didn't want to be like but i got that one i know that one and but like have it be one that i wasn't
2: sure about
1: yeah
2: um, strategies i, well, I shouldn't Oh, okay. I have the list open so I can see. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. Um. The so the so the the second mate organizes this kidnapping with a few of the other crewmen, uh, and they they kidnap um the the royal princess and uh one of her attendants I think, and and a mysterious treasure box that they brought with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they take them onto some lifeboats and with supplies, and they row off for the islands. However,
2: <laughs> however, bad things happen.
1: Yeah, and is it? It's unclear why they're attacked. Uh, while they're in the lifeboats, is it? Do the, the the Taiwanese royalty seem to ha, seem to have what are they? Formosan, technically, is what they yeah. they're called, right? Yeah, yeah Formos Formosan,
0: is Taiwan, but...
1: Yeah, uh, the Formosan royalty have, um... Like, have a box that is specifically designed to fight the mermaids. That's what's in the treasure box. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it's... So it's unclear, like, are they being attacked because they, are, like, are at war with this species, or are they being attacked because they're being kidnapped? You know, like, it's they seem to have some connection yeah maybe it's coincidence
0: and i'm not i'm not sure what it is because i feel like in some parts it seems like the because what they have in the box is like a magical glowing seashell which you see the other mermaids are also carrying these seashells is
1: that what it is i thought they said it was like quicksilver or something
0: oh yeah that's in the well it is it is a seashell but i guess it's also like kept in quicksilver i forgot about that um
2: but... I thought
1: they got the seashells later, but I, I may not have looked closely enough at the box.
2: Yeah. Um. But they keep talking about seashells. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It, it... This. Well, they get the seashells when um they they get the bodies of all the mermaids, um, because they so so the the mermaids attack the the fleeing lifeboats, um, and the one of the the Formosan guard struggles out of his bondage and opens the box and it creates this huge blast that kills a bunch of the, the mermaids. And so the only person left alive at this encounter is this, uh, that second mate and he decides to take the bodies of the mermaids including these like mysterious shiny shells that they have in their hair uh, and return with them and the chest to the ship to beg forgiveness. Which is a dumb idea on his part.
0: Yeah, it is a dumb idea, because he rose up and then immediately gets shot by like the last remaining Formosan.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's um, like, fuck you for kidnapping the princess.
0: Yeah. Um And then at that point basically all hell breaks loose. Like the the um they take the mermaids on board and put them like in storage in the Lazarette, I guess.
1: Uh, yeah, some of them aren't actually dead. It turns out.
0: Yeah, um, and I and get then yeah, of and, them down there. I think yeah, I think two yeah three no three's right. I think, um, and then basically the the crab riders start coming up to try to like get their people back and get their the shells back, I guess, um, and. And I think they also summoned the kraken. Lot of people. Yeah. yeah, they
1: kill a lot of people. They manage to ward off it, the crab riders eventually, or they, or some of them retreat. It's unclear. Um, but it's also like starting to storm, which may or may not be related. Uh, I think the the mer people actually have control over that somehow. One of the guys in the tops gets struck by lightning.
0: It seems like it. Yeah.
1: Um, and so then the crab people retreat. But it's only a brief respite because then they bring the, in the Kraken.
0: Yep. And that's, that's old oh boy most of the people.
1: That's there's, most of the people.
0: Yeah, there's a, a whole lot of deaths to record. I think the best one is the the artist. The ship oh. the, the artist like is, is is pooping off of the off of the bow of the ship and a tentacle just grabs himself. <laughs> It's, like, it's such a brutal death, but then there's also just fart noises playing.
1: (laughs) Like, like, oh,
0: no. It's a
1: very undignified death, for sure. It is. He's, like, the first one to die from the Kraken, too. Yeah. Um, does that... Meanwhile, there's, like, also people trying to frickin' escape, because all this shit is going down. Mm -hmm. Just do is the thing with the escaping lifeboat is that before the Kraken or is that after the Kraken? It's,
2: it's before the Kraken.
1: Okay. So after the Krabs uh, some people are like fuck this I'm out and try and take the last lifeboat and escape. Uh, at least one person gets like stabbed in that process. Uh and... For you Dane. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and one person gets shot by the woman uh, who's escaping.
2: Yeah. One. Uh,
1: yeah one of the women who are escaping Yeah,
0: and the person who got shot stabs another guy who tried to escape
1: yeah and so that's why you have the that's the, the ones in the book where you have to figure out their their fate is alive in blank and you have to enter where they went so it's like well judging by the map they could have gone to any of these places
2: oh wait that's not they're in doom right I th-
1: think I think it's before wait, hang- the doom it might hang on a
0: Let me look. It it also the could departure. be the next day, like the next morning. Uh yeah, it's... before the crab people come. No, it's there... it's after. Uh it's after yeah, the yeah. Kraken has left and they're trying to escape before anything
2: else bad happens. Yes. Oh maybe it is. Because uh, there's also like a group trying to escape before the Kraken comes. Yeah. Yes. That's and yeah. That, that's when the Dane gets killed.
1: That goes more poorly. Yeah. Uh, the yeah the group that escapes after the kraken actually does get away. The group that tries to escape before the kraken possibly gets apparently gets killed by the kraken. I think uh, so. Are they the group that get dumped out of the lifeboat?
0: Yeah. Uh, yes, they get dumped.
1: Okay. Uh. So yeah. So that happens. Um. There's a, there's a chapter in the book. So there's ten chapters, question mark?
0: Uh, I think so, yes.
2: There is ten.
1: Yeah, and chapter seven is called The Bargain. And chapter it's, eight
2: is called The Bargain.
1: Chapter eight is called The Bargain, and it's sealed. You have no information on it, and you're not allowed... Like, you can't find any of the deaths that are there. And there's a note on the book when you get it that says, I know what happened in this chapter. And once you've filled in the rest... Uh, like, maybe I'll tell you about it. (laughs) Yeah. And so, you you don't... There's a few people who died on the ship that you don't really know how they died, including one dude who right off the bat struck me as, like, a good dude. Like, a lot of these people are not very good dudes. Martin is a good dude.
0: Martin's a super good dude, yeah. (laughs)
1: He's the first mate? Third mate? Third mate. Third mate. mate. Um... And he's he's just trying to he's just trying to help he's just trying to help everyone.
2: Yeah. Yeah. he's um, like yeah, uh, third mate and first mate are the good guys.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and so you you don't get to find his death out as you're uh, eliminating everybody, uh, but after you've turned in the the book, there's like an epilogue where you do get to go to the to that chapter and see like the three or four bodies that are in that chapter and then it's revealed like what actually happened at that point which is that Martin made a deal with the creatures where he returned the last of the I say the last of the the living mermaids because two of the three that were brought the captain just like brutally killed trying to get them to call off the kraken um, and Martin's like. Screw this! I'm returning them to the ocean. If and he like makes them promise that they will guide the Oberdin to safety, mm-hmm. which to be fair they do. Uh, everyone is dead at that point, but they yeah. do get the ship into harbor. It's... You can see one of their shells blinking out yeah. in the water if you look.
0: That was the cool part because like I spent so much time just staring at that thing before I figured it out. <laughs> like what is that? Yeah. And then I think I think the first time you see another shell is in the murder chapter the the musician i think his name is uh P- pascal comes out of his cabin uh and there's in the cabin there's like the chest and you can see the glowing shell in it and i was like that's the same glow that yep. i'm seeing off off of the off of the side of the ship i wonder what it could mean um so yeah so yeah he got killed for
1: making this bargain he got uh, as they were taking the mermaid out she uh, she spiked him, so...
0: Yeah, and with his last dying breath, he's like, See the ship home, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, Martin he's was dead. a good dude.
1: And they were like, Oh, no, she got Martin, we have to kill her. And he's like, No, no, no! Put her back, guys! <laughs> this is what we agreed. Catch
0: and release! Yep. Um, so, let's see, what happens then... Is that.? Okay, so all the Kraken stuff happens, and then the bargain happens. Uh, And then then we're back to the beginning. And then the escape where
1: the the last lifeboat leaves. Yes,
0: the escape where the last lifeboat leaves, and then the captain kills
2: a bunch of people and then kills himself.
1: Yeah, because at that point there's only like five people left on the ship anyway.
2: Yeah, there's also like a chain reaction going on downstairs.
0: Yeah. There's a whole whole lot of crap going on, like simultaneously. Uh,
1: people, I mean, people are not happy with the direction that this all has gone, <laughs> which you know, fair. Um, it's not really the captain's fault. it's the uh it's the goddamn like second mate's fault. Well but, it
2: uh, I yeah, mean, it's only like two people or something, right?
1: yeah it's not probably it's
0: probably also partially the captain's fault because he decides to keep the shells. Yeah, that's because true. that's that's one thing that you hear them saying in in the, the first segment you find, which is the last segment chronologically. He's like, give us the shells, blah, blah, blah. And then the captain kicks his door open and blunderbusses uh, the first mate, I think. Mm-hmm. Dirty, yeah. dirty
2: play.
1: Yeah, so the captain is, like, not a good dude. Like, he also, like, he's pretty brutal with that remaining uh, mermaid... <laughs> Uh, in yeah. the hold.
0: Yeah, like, he shoots one, and then I think he, like, stabs one with a spear while
2: it's just yeah, like in the repeatedly. holding tank.
1: Yeah. yeah, which, I
2: mean, sort of fair.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah, but, like, they but did also from... kidnap the... them.
2: Yeah, but from his point of view, they attack... the mermaids attack them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that is true. Although... I mean, I don't know, if I had prisoners from a strange species in the hold, and then other members of the species came up to attack, I would probably assume they were after their friends. And, you know, I would be like, oh, sorry, no harm done, and give them back.
0: <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah.
1: But, yeah, he's...
2: It's hard to tell intentions with yeah, people it's... from... With beasts from another species.
1: Yeah, it's true. And they look the The crab riders look real creepy because they've got like these seaweed covered heads that are just look like they're like these veiled wraiths.
0: Yeah, and like glowing eyes.
1: Yeah, it's, they are creepy as fuck.
0: Yeah i wonder ah. I wonder what they taste like.
1: <laughs> well the, the cook gets killed offering the cook one of them up.
0: That's true. Like, ah, he does.
1: Ah, you know like. Give me one
2: of those and I'll, you know,
1: put
2: it on the... Okay, I'll
0: make a a fine stew.
2: (laughs) That was one of the few moments where I felt like, oh god, this is so gamey. I clearly know that this guy is basically going up there and telling them he's the cook.
1: Yeah.
2: He also, also, like, has a fork that
0: he just carries around. (laughs)
1: Yeah, but I mean, you kind of got to have a couple of those. It's hard not to it is is. gotta would have,
2: have, it have deduced it just from him wearing an apron yeah
1: the butcher also wears an apron though yeah um but it's uh, and you get to the butcher because the cow's death counts there's like a skull on the wall that you can yeah. use to go back
0: yeah some uh, of some of the like it's, wait, it's you get to the butcher
1: through that
2: yeah yeah because the butcher's the one who butchers the cow
1: did you? I mean, you you must oh, have seen the I, scene where they butcher the cow.
2: Yeah, I saw it. I didn't realize it was the butcher. I,
1: mean, I, I took
2: the butcher because he looks like nothing, no one else. Did you?
1: Did you? I mean, did you not see him butcher that cow? <laughs> Honestly,
0: that's why cow dying. At At first, I I thought that it was the cook because I didn't realize that there was also a dedicated butcher. Like I figured that would have been all all the cook's job. Um, But then I was like, oh, wait, there's also a butcher. I guess it's him. Also, he's like super Irish and he has a super Irish name and a super Irish accent.
1: Yeah. And Uh, he's wearing a butcher's apron. Yeah. And he butchers (laughs) the cow. So yeah, he's pretty easy to get. Yeah. Um, The artist is easy, too, because when you when you run into him and you go to look at whose picture he corresponds to, it gives you the signature on the on the painting. Yeah. And they're like, oh, he must be the artist. Clearly, he's the one who drew this. Yeah. Also, and...
2: in the next memory, he's like sitting down and painting the scene. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. So there's a few that are pretty obvious. The carpenter and the carpenter's mate are both like in the carpentry section
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, of Which, the ship. I
2: mean, it's so... not easy to separate them.
1: It's true. It's hard to tell who is who of that group. But um, so there's like there's one or two like give you like gimmies uh, in certain scenes. Um, but you really do need, at some point, like the end of a thread to start unraveling, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff that's interconnected. Like, oh, if I know the identity of this person, then I know he's the one who killed this person, which I know means that like the person who's always traveling with him is like the mate of that person. And, yeah. You know, so like there's.
2: The man with the hat that shoots uh, the. The and man with the like
1: knit, knit cap thing.
0: Yes. Brennan? That guy. Brennan is everywhere. Jesus,
2: he's so everywhere,
1: many
0: and he's he's so hard to get. He is. He's he's actually there's one. It's where um, the the kid who overheard talk of the mutiny, gets stabbed in the back, and he crawls into the cabin. And the first mate, he's talking with the first mate, and the first mate says, "Brennan, bring the surgeon's kit. And if you go out into the hallway." you can see one of them is like has his hand to his ear like he's reacting to hearing his name called that's how i got that one which it felt like a stretch but then but then i got it like anytime i heard someone say a name i was like this is this is huge and i need to figure out who they're trying to address
1: names are so rare that you really like focus in on them when you hear them yeah and I, you know what? I did make note that someone was listening in that scene, and I made a mental note to come back later and then totally forgot. <laughs>
0: That's, I mean, it's really hard to keep track of a yeah, lot of in, stuff going on in this game.
1: In the I end, mean, like, Huck and I made a list of, like, the last, like, seven people we didn't know and, like, wrote down the distinguishing traits that we knew about them. Yeah. Like, this person has this accent. Like, this person is definitely Russian. This person is
2: like. I got the freebie of being of there being a Swedish and a Danish person. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, because you
0: recognize the accent. They do. They do refer to the only Danish guy on board as a Dane. So I was like, that's probably. Yeah, the probably... Danish is easy. Yeah the, yeah. Danish is
1: easy. Uh, yeah, the Swedish guy actually says something in Swedish, doesn't he? Yeah. And yeah.
0: one of the Austrian guys says something in German, and I think at that yeah. point I had that's already. That's
1: the the bursar, right. Uh.
0: He's the bosun.
1: Bosun. I Close enough. Was a bee.
0: It was a B, yeah. yeah. Close enough. Um, and I think at that point I had already gotten the other Austrian guy. The bursar guy. is not
1: a ship's thing. The bursar is a university thing. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> bosun. Close enough.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then There's you get the bosun's mate yeah. because you can either get the bosun's mate by seeing that he's constantly following around the bosun, or you can deduce that he's French because he's wearing a striped shirt.
0: hmm and the bosun does the bosun does say where's my frenchman
1: yes he does where's my frenchman Verdammt! where's
0: my frenchman yeah the frenchman's hard to get too because like i don't think you ever hear him speak you do not and
1: you have to to look at who is in the memory with the bosun the most often
2: yeah and
0: and he's he's
1: also one of those that's everywhere.
2: yeah
0: he's in a ton of scenes uh so like he's he's all over the place and it's like the more people there are in the scene, the more difficult it is to positively identify any, any of them. Um, who else? Who else? There's the the topman What's his name? Maba. Maba the Topman, who is the only guy with like he just yeah, hangs I, out shirtless all the time and has a ton of tattoos. And I'm like,
1: yeah, I was gonna say I got him almost immediately. <laughs> yeah, I was like,
0: it took me quite a while actually. I just I, was... I just guessed. I was like, it's I I I'm assuming I'm like, this guy, it's New Guinea? This I was like, this guy's
1: gonna be basically the Moby Dick reference, right? Like, the one, like, foreign savage with a weird name and tattoos that's gonna be, like, the classic (laughs) English weirdness. You know what I mean?
0: He was a badass. He was just, like, he he got torn in half by the Kraken, and he was just always running around with a sword, like, being a cool guy, stabbing crabs, and, 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 like, trying to be helpful, and he got torn in half. Literally torn in half.
1: Yep. You see God, his get... <laughs> it's not good. It's pretty there bad. Are, there are a few very gruesome deaths. His is one of them. He's torn in half by the kraken. Mm-hmm. Like, there are a couple like torn in half. There are a couple like close range explosions. Yeah, the... That are pretty gory. Uh, and then there's like the guy who gets shot in the head.
0: Yeah. The I think the the gunner who got blasted at point blank by,
1: by the, the cannon. cannon yeah
0: because it was it was him and there's it was him and another guy and the other guy is the other guy
1: vanishes yeah the other
0: guy vanishes that That was one memory
1: and then in the following memory he's just gone yeah even though he was should be directly behind him also getting shot
0: by yeah that one took me a while to figure out because i was like like, who is this guy
1: pulled out of the window by the kraken but I think the answer is he also got shot, isn't it? He's just, like, vaporized. Yeah. By
0: yeah,
2: that's what I figured happened, was that it he was... just got liquefied. He was <laughs> the last one. But I had the I yeah. note that he was, like, exploded by a cannon. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember putting it there. I remember <laughs> so
0: putting I, it
1: there, I but, like, I,
2: I just I couldn't figure out who he was. I think that was
0: one of the, like, late ones that I had to brute force. Yeah. Uh,
1: like he's not actually in the scene where you would expect to find his corpse Yeah. but he's in the scene immediately preceding it where the cannon is aimed at the chests of these two guys and in the next scene one of those two guys is getting shot and the other one is gone Yep. so you have to assume I guess that he just got shot immediately the moment before or he's his body was just too particleized for us to, yeah. to recognize I yeah. don't even know
0: yeah it's yeah, some of these some some of these are hard, but so how
2: did you like the one that got shot through the wall?
1: Oh, that one's rough. But you can yeah. see, you can see the trajectory. You can like if you look at the angle, right? You can be like, okay, the only trajectory that makes sense is he's shot by the guy in the striped shirt. Mm-hmm. So then, if you can find the guy in the striped shirt, yeah, you we know shot him. I didn't
2: find the guy in the stri- striped shirt. The difficulty,
1: for so
0: long. the difficulty I had with that one was like, I could see the trajectory and I could see the guy, but he was so far away that I couldn't tell if his shirt was striped. So I kept going back and forth between that memory and another memory where uh, where the, the French striped shirt guy was to, like, try to cross-reference and be like, yeah. is this well, the guy?
1: Memory, like, immediately preceding it, where he and the bosun are at the weapons locker getting guns out. Yeah. So That's... it's easy to kind of plot a mental path of, like, okay, here's where he gets the gun, mm-hmm. then, in, like, immediately thereafter, he's in this position shooting.
0: Yeah, so... I think that was the memory that I went back and
2: forth with. It's not easy, anyway, to see, because... I mean, it, this game looks really cool, but it's not really helpful sometimes.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. it's I, intentionally I low res.
2: <laughs> first, I was like, is he stabbing himself, or is the beast stabbing him through the ball? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh like,
2: yeah, the guy who gets,
1: the guy who gets pinned to the door. You
2: mean? Yeah.
0: No, the the guy who gets shot by oh, the wall. Okay. Yeah. The guy who gets pinned though. Oh boy. Yeah. I don't even remember which guy that was. Was that one of the Russians? No. Oh, I don't think so. Uh I'm scrolling through the list the to see Russians if I can are find it.
1: Because there's a there's a scene in which someone else is dying of illness and there's some guys playing cards in the background speaking Russian. <laughs> uh, they're talking about their card game. And it's just like incidental dialogue, but you're like, okay. I guess the three guys playing cards in this scene must all be the three Russians.
2: Yeah. So, and
1: then you have to find out, like, which of them is which throughout the rest.
2: I mean, everyone is, like, staying in this lane this game. Yeah, Like, and that's extremely helpful. If you have a Russian, he hangs out with Russians. <laughs> um, if you have, like... The fourth mate never enters, like, the third mate quarters... Or something mm-hmm. like they always stick to their these rules. Yeah.
1: yeah. Which and that's it's a little gamey, but it's also pretty necessary for the type of yeah. deductive reasoning. You I have mean, to
0: do. it is a little gamey, but it doesn't feel unrealistic, honestly. Like considering the time period and considering how stratified society was, like it really does make a whole lot of sense to me that you would stick with like people of your own race and people of your own station for the most yeah. part so yeah. yeah and you
1: can sort of see who's hanging out together in the the pictures too and mm-hmm. it's it's about what you'd expect and there's like one where there's a guy who says like tell Sam's mom that I or Pete's mom that I tried to rescue him or something and you can find out that they're like the two like apprentice type kids who yeah who work together
2: yeah the midshipman.
1: yeah the midshipmen. Mm-hmm. the two youngins yep and that lets you, like, deduce who this kid is and also who Pete is, I think. Yeah.
0: Or in the scene where the cow's getting butchered, like, one of the midshipmen is helping and he, like, sees the cow get butchered and he goes and pukes. And they, they <laughs> give him a name, but there it's. I think his name is Charlie, but there's two Charleses on the ship. So it's mm-hmm. like, which one is
2: the more junior ship member? Yeah. yeah. One or two times you get a name. Yeah. Yeah, one of the few times. Yeah,
1: there's, what, maybe, like, five names in all of the scenes?
2: I think it's a little more than that, but... Yeah, I, I think, think so, yeah. because there's a few early.
1: Uh, maybe. There's a few early, um... And then there's one where there's, like, the guy's like, you killed my brother! And the guy's like, no, it was an accident! And you have to yeah. find, like, the two people with the same last name in yeah. the show.
0: Um, I know, like, the Miss Lim, the, the, the Formosan princess, and, um... The other royal, I guess, um, Bang, I think was his name. Like, they're mentioned by name because they're speaking to each other. Um...
1: Yeah, but Um, in a very realistic way, a lot of the people talking to each other just talk to each other. They don't say each other's names. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Which is very often true. Most of the time when you're talking to people, you don't say their names.
2: Is that true, Kyla? (laughs) I mean, Abigail in the beginning does like a three name, yeah. Where you, she's like blurting out
1: names. Yeah, she's, that's true. And yeah, she, she does call out to Martin pretty early. Yeah. Um, but it's there's a there's a surprising lack of names in a way that makes it feel yeah. much more natural languagey. Mm-hmm. It would feel weird if everyone was saying everyone's names all the time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, It would. What's the other one? The other one is like where, um, the the one of the, or I think it's. Both of the guys who died of illness were like Indian, and they knew each other. And one of them is trying to like one of them is dying, and the other one's trying to wake him up. And he's like, "Sad, wake up, wake
1: up!" <laughs> like, yep, that sounds right.
2: Yeah. Oh Hagen, it's also one.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, like yeah, yeah. When yeah, you're yeah. out on the boats. When mm-hmm. you're out on the boats, that's right. There's enough of them that we can pretty much... There's few enough of them that we can pretty much yeah. individually remember and number them,
0: though. Yeah, or, <laughs> yeah. or I think when the um, when the musician gets murdered, he says the murderer's name. He's like, is that you, Mr. Nichols? Like, what are you doing down here?
1: Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, so yeah,
1: because was... that's, like, at night, and they're wandering around in strange spaces,
2: so... Yeah. Yeah. Whew. So, this game, <laughs> I would have liked some shortcuts
1: oh for bringing up certain things yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The
2: button or like scenes, entering like... people's memories
1: I, I, yeah I constantly like was hitting the wrong button all the time too but yeah no I feel like once you've seen the death scene you should be able to go back to that scene from the book directly Yeah I agree. like I don't understand why you couldn't it may have been like a, a balanced thing to keep you from finding certain things but it seems like you've already found it if it's in the book Mm-hmm. Right? So yeah. That yeah. was that seems like that was an oversight. It is it also... is nice
0: that you can bookmark memories if you're trying to find like one specific person's thing. I didn't use that much, but I used it a couple times and it was helpful.
1: Yeah.
2: Also the fact that when you enter a memory, you have to like see it to the fully before you can do anything. Yeah. And then if there's another guy dying You have to, like, follow that memory, yeah, Yeah. and you can't really, like, start working on the previous memory.
0: Yeah, it's really hard to keep track of everything that happens in some of those more dense, like, corpse chains.
1: Yeah, because, yeah, if you're in a memory and there is a corpse in that memory, you can go to the time of death of that corpse. And the game uses this a lot to, like, chain you through a series of events. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and there are a few corpses that are only accessible uh, via another corpse. And at least it, when they do that, once you've found a corpse, it then materializes on the ship in a sort of, like, blurry way. So they at least give you that shortcut, mm-hmm. which is good.
0: And that's, that's also the only way that you can access all of the ship, uh, essentially, except for the main deck. Um, throughout the course of the memories like you'll see people opening doors or opening hatches I guess more accurately um, and once a hatch is opened in a memory then you can access that ship in like present time
1: yeah yeah that section of the ship yeah yeah which is it's an interesting mechanic for gating and it, mm-hmm. it works for what it's worth and thank god that you can then get back to the corpses from the main yeah. like yeah top time because otherwise it would be like a crazy headache but yeah i agree that there there should be a few more shortcuts it would be really nice to be able to just click on the image in the the journal of the death and go to that that death memory yeah
2: Yeah, especially like late game where you're like trying to figure out a few details so you have to go like scavenge every memory again and again and Mm -hmm. you
1: yeah, and you have, to, like, you have to like you have to like okay this memory where is this corpse and you have to like look it up where it is on the ship you have to go there and decide like which of those three corpses is the one you need and... yeah yeah or and or then
2: it can be useless so you have to yeah. go back or there's <laughs> yeah. the
0: section with on the lifeboats with the second mate and you know the captives and, those, and are only, sea. those are only those are only accessible by chaining through other corpses so that's the point where i was like nope i'm just going to look these up yeah. just to make because sure i know they're them they're
1: not on the ship so you can't find their corpses anywhere on the ship you have to literally get to them by finding the corpses that are on the ship and then going through a chain to the the time that they died out at sea
0: yeah at least the book does note when corpses are only accessible through other corpses
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is nice that they at least call that out so you're not like banging your head against the wall trying to find your way purpose. back to them. Yeah. Some of the corpses that you have to find to to start those chains that open sections up are, are difficult. Like the guy who got shot overboard but his foot was tangled in the rigging so the only bit of his corpse that is available is a foot that you see through a window in a, yeah. in a room behind a in closed a door. Yeah, It took me a while also to figure out that some doors could be opened. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, so there's there's doors. There's also, like, um, there's varying amounts of remains, because, like, sometimes you'll see a full, like, skeleton, but sometimes they'll just be, like, a little group of flies, and, like, mm-hmm. the little flies are your only clue that someone died there.
0: Yeah. I, I found that foot because of the flies. Like or... the barrel? Yeah, the barrel. Yeah. Or there was the one, uh, the guy who got accidentally shot by the frenchman like through a wall it took me a long time to find his corpse but there was like a a blood trail that i noticed later that leads to him it's i don't know a lot of a lot of the like it's it's absolutely frustrating at times but the clues are just really nicely placed
1: yeah, and you feel say, really
0: smart when you figure something it's, out.
1: It's easy for a game like this to lean too much on, like gimmies, and to to make it too easy. And I think they aired on the side of slightly harder, mm-hmm. but I think that's to the game's benefit because again, yeah. yeah, as you say, you do feel real good when you get the, the yeah. correct answer.
2: And also, like they do, it, like lean to slightly harder, and then balance that out with the, like three. Mm-hmm get 3 people crossed out. Mm-hmm. Check. Yeah.
1: That mechanic. Yeah.
2: So instead of trying to make it easier, they add like a mechanic to help deal with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And it's not like a it's not some kind of like cheesy hint mechanic either. Yeah. <laughs> which is kind of good. Um yeah, no. I I was very pleased by the the overall balance and difficulty of it even though we had to game back some stuff at the end. Yeah. Um, I, I'm impressed. It's hard to design a good mystery game, and this mm-hmm. is a very well designed mystery game. Yeah, this game. is like yeah. Uh,
2: among and it's the cool best.
1: and weird and like you know ominous and strange and got a lot of good atmosphere and all that.
2: And goddamn, Lucas Pope is so good at integrating like story with gameplay. <laughs>
1: yeah, he is.
2: And just the decision of going with this one bit visual
0: style, like it's so striking and even though it's like obviously it doesn't fit with the time period because it's still a computer monitor did you see by the way that when you (laughs) change the color palette it emulates uh old monitors that's great
1: yeah but it lets you change to the color palette of. do you want to be black and sepia or black and white or black and slightly green or black and yeah and it's all different monitor types it's great
0: i went with the green uh probably Predictably, yeah, with
1: the Mac, whichever one that was.
0: Yeah, the green one was the the IBM fifty-one fifty-one. Um, but ju- no. just going that with standard. with this weird, you know, really antiquated style, it, it. I don't know. It does it does something extra, like yeah. No, it, I
1: was I was actually just gonna say that. Like it's it's weird because it's like the analog of something that's antiquated for us makes you feel like it's antiquated for them in yeah. a weird way.
0: Yeah. It's, it, I don't know, I can't really explain exactly how it elevates it, but that's, that's yeah.
1: probably, that's
0: probably it.
1: It's is like that two it's... different types of old-timey, mm-hmm. but they both read as old-timey, so your brain just accepts it. Yeah,
2: I mean, to the player, they're both, like, old-timey.
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, it's good. It's a good choice, and I think it's also necessary, because some of that is really gory, yeah. and if you had it in, like, full render and full color, this would be a rated R game. Yeah.
2: Also, it might be, oh, a good way to save money.
1: That too. Yeah, Yeah, you can get away with having, like, lower res assets, and... And like... you don't
2: need, like, good texture. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> or... Yeah, it's a good decision that solves a lot of problems, also. Yeah.
0: It also helps with the mood, um, in that everything is a little more low res, so it makes it feel more mysterious just by virtue of things being obscured.
1: Yeah, difficult to make out.
0: Yeah.
2: And a great marketing tool.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Because yeah. it
2: really sticks out.
1: It looks like nothing else, for sure. It's. Uh, I you know applause to him again I don't know why one guy gets like so good at this like between this and papers please like goddamn. but uh yeah no I highly recommend it if uh if we haven't spoiled it too much already hopefully people played it before listening to this podcast fully, yeah but but damn damn what a good game
0: and I mean if not we we have spelled out like five of the solutions out of you know sixty yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It's still there's definitely plenty for you
1: to find. We've yeah. we've given you some good pushes in the right direction. So yeah,
0: but you got to do the legwork.
2: There's sixty people in this game. Yeah, it's a lot. And there there's like twenty seamen. Yep, seamen and topmen.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's. But they, they're all there. There's all a way. There's a way to get to all of them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: So good. I'm. I'm. I think I am most impressed. Hmm. That's actually. A, that's actually a tough thing. What is the best? What is the thing most
0: impressive part? Yeah.
1: Um. The the probably first is actually going to have to go to the mystery itself. Like just how you know how you make something that is. Deductive without being too easy or like impossible. Yeah. Uh, but second place has got to go to the pacing of the storytelling. I mm-hmm. really like the like the pacing of the reveals and you know how the supernatural stuff com- unfolds and the the secret ending part that you see as an epilogue. Like the the narrative pacing in this is like top notch.
0: And I, I I just think about how difficult it must have been to get everything to feel well paced considering the way that you also unlock the story mm-hmm. and how it all chains together like just the, the craftsmanship of this game is insane the amount of like thought and planning yeah, that must details. have gone into there's it there's
1: so much detail in this type of design that it's and to, to be able you must, ha- you must have to have like copious notes because it's hard to keep even a little bit of it in your head at once yeah. Um, so I'm sure he knows the crew like inside and out, but mm-hmm. still, damn. Like the the idea of like what information is available in each scene and when you get that information. Yeah. And so who you should be able to deduce by which point in the yeah. game.
0: There's the the list of that also is is uh, off of the link that I set with the retelling yeah. Yeah, of the yeah. story. If you didn't see that. So.
1: Yeah, I will check that out because mm-hmm. that sounds rad, and I I very much want to know just from a design perspective.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting. So
1: maybe we should talk uh, Sean Bo into playing it if and when he ever resumes play by play.
0: Will we have to talk him into this? I feel like this is something that's probably on his radar. Maybe he's
1: yeah, maybe he's already played it for uh, for all I know. But it's a sort of game that's like I feel like would be good to talk about on stream mm-hmm. just from a design perspective.
2: So one thing I've realized is how much I like games with clear goals. Where it's sort of like work. You just like you have a clear goal, and you just have a way to figure it out. Yeah. And you just do it. Yeah, like this, you're literally doing a job. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: Your job is here's a bunch of people. Tell me how they all died.
0: With this magic pocket watch.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why the supernatural stuff yeah. is such a surprise after they blatantly give you a magic pocket watch, but somehow it still is.
2: Yeah, I mean it's like that feeling of having something magical within a normal world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Within like it's a, really... a normal world with a magic pocket watch. Yeah. That... And
0: and despite all the supernatural stuff, like it's a really grounded world. Yeah. Like if before all of the mermaids and sea sea creatures and shit like it, it just, it feels so accurate, despite the fact that I know nothing about being on a pirate ship at this time. Not a pirate ship, uh, you know, a merchant ship at this time. But it, it feels extremely believable.
1: Yeah. It's, yeah, there's a lot of very detailed seamanship stuff in yeah. here. And also, like, very detailed, like, when you, at the end, when you're checking off, like, everyone's deaths it's like here's you know all the like what happened how much pay they earned yeah uh or were fined and what happened to it like you know was it donated to a like a fund was it did their estate inherit it did their widow get it you know like
2: <laughs> yeah
1: excuse me
0: it's what was i gonna say i was gonna say something and i
1: forgot whoops you were talking about uh, like the level of detail in the the seamanship and the.
0: Yeah, I don't remember. It's fine. I might remember, and if I don't, it probably wasn't important. Um,
1: but yeah, no, you were saying about how grounded it feels, uh, which it absolutely does.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Even even down to some of the like weird, slightly racist stuff from yeah. like the the books and uh, and real life of the time.
2: Yeah. I had to uh, try-and-find-the-black-guy moment in this game. Yeah. I like that one of the, like, one
0: of the black guys is a red herring because he's just English.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and honestly, like, you really do have to use the race of some of these people to find them. Yeah. Like, okay, who has a foreign-sounding name? Who is not white? <laughs> like
2: I had way too many, is this guy Chinese or is he just bald?
1: yeah there were a lot of those yeah yeah but i don't know it's in the name of like uh you know historical realism and true to even if not the times themselves then like narratives of the time yeah like it all did feel very like what you would expect from moby dick or something like that Mm -hmm. so There you go.
0: Oh, the other thing that I liked was when you open up the deaths menu, I like how many red herring deaths there are. Did you ever just, like, look through what some of them were? Like, froze to death? There's one that's just died of old age.
1: Yeah. Yeah, expired.
0: And it's amazing how many deaths Options you have and how few death options you actually yeah, I think use. Shot
1: by arrow is one of them.
0: Yeah. Or there's um, like there's struck by tail, struck by wing, and struck
2: by hoof. Yes. Um, there's... I was like, is there gonna be like winged horses? Yeah.
1: I was looking at that. I'm like, is there a chimera on board at some yeah. point?
0: And I I always like my first instinct was whenever somebody was clubbed because clubbed is an option. My first instinct was always to go to struck. And then I would see, oh, wing, hoof, (laughs) wing, (laughs) hoof, or tail. That's clearly not it.
1: Yeah. And you know what I love about that, too, is those options really read as the sort of thing that would be in, like, the code book for someone Mm -hmm. who does this work. Yeah. Like, if your job is to classify how people die at sea, like, sure, I bet there are plenty of, like, uh, ships that are bringing horses over where struck by hoof is, like, a legit death. So... I don't, you know, like, I don't know you where have s- to have a code for that to enter it. I don't know where struck
2: up. by wing would come up, but
1: uh, I'm sure if you have like a big bird. Uh,
2: some sometimes these options offspring. even help you. We like oh, is he crushed by cargo? Yeah. I and mean, then you see like crushed by falling cargo. Yeah. No. But, uh.
1: Yeah, no, it has to be. It wasn't falling, cargo. There was, like, sliding. A crushed by loose cannon. Ah, yes. There yep. we go. <laughs> yep. It's
2: down. Oh. It's, uh, it's, it's a good game.
0: It's a really good game.
1: I can see why it made a lot of people's, like, Game of the Year list, especially because it came out right at the end of the year when it would have been, like, really fresh on people's minds. Yeah. It
0: got Best Art Direction at the Game Awards
1: did it and it was
0: nominated for best independent game
1: hmm. i'm surprised it wasn't nominated for any narrative stuff but i guess they, they, they tend was... to talk about like the narrative itself and not the method of the narrative
0: it was it's been nominated for narrative for a couple uh awards award things that haven't happened yet uh, okay so like <clears throat> dice oh, award yeah,
1: GDC, gdc stuff's coming up
0: yeah right? so or... dice award it's in nominated, or well, it has pending. It has nominated, one and pending as separate categories, so I don't know what pending means, but for Dice Awards it's listed as pending for Game of the Year, Adventure Game of the Year, uh, Outstanding Achievement in Game Design, Outstanding Achievement in Game Direction, Outstanding Achievement in Story, and Outstanding Achievement for an Independent Game.
1: Um, I mean, I would give it all of those Outstanding yeah. Achievements.
0: For the IGF, I mean... it's got Design, Audio, Narrative, Visual Art, and the Seamus McNally Grand Prize, and for the GDC awards, it's got Game of the Year, Narrative, Visual Art, and Innovation. Oh, good! I hope it gets a lot of those. I I hope so too. It's a good this, game. this game definitely deserves to win a whole hell of a lot of awards. I I mean, I was surprised to see that it got so much traction at the Game Awards because the Game Awards is like big, big corporate AAA bullshit.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, and I mean, they they have like. This is clearly in the, like, we're going to give a nod to some indie games. But I'm glad that this made it in there just because it's so weird for that kind of an awards show. Yeah, it's
1: very different from anything else. And that's, like, that alone is enough reason for me to want to give out awards. Whenever something is, like, good in a very new way, like, that's exciting.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, looking forward to playing uh, Lucas Pope's next next project on the podcast because hey
1: in like five or six years
0: yeah hey if we're still around it's we're probably gonna want to do it so
1: fair enough if he makes it i'll play it
0: yeah basically i'm
1: i am like i'm not generally like necessarily one to just give someone a blank check on like one success but on two successes that are both this good i'm like okay you have a free pass for the next game. Even if I think it sounds terrible, I will try it. Yeah. So, there we go. All right. Anything else that we have to say on that one? Um, Any thoughts on the music? I don't remember much about it. except oh, that yeah. That...
2: <laughs> the music is very loud. <laughs> and it's very, like, in your face.
1: Yeah.
2: And after hearing it a few times... I mean, the music kind of bits were kind of good. Yeah, I think it sets the tone but properly. In some scenes, but it me.
1: It's a little overused at times, and it's uh, honestly, the scenes that where that just have silence and sound effects tend to be more effective. Um, they don't. I don't know. They don't put the music in just like every single scene, so it's it's not as bad as it could have been. Yeah, um, I,
2: the music loop for the spider attacks. Or crab attacks
1: yeah and i remember the one where you're on on deck with the kraken being pretty bombastic yeah but it's 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 kind of necessary to get that wow moment uh the first time you do it because up until then you haven't really had like a lot of musical stuff and then it's all of a sudden like oh shit stuff is happening yeah but uh yeah it's it's, a it's pretty a little much like the fifth or sixth time you're in the memory, and you're like, all right, listen, I just need to find out if the guy with the tattoo on his arm is in here somewhere.
2: yeah. <laughs> also, another gripe. Please make me have lower sensitivity.
1: yeah, is that
2: I, not I had... yeah, but I it's not a scale, it's just a few options. Oh,
1: yeah, and There's I had to the... named options.
2: I, have, I took the lowest one and I was like, oh god, I want to have lower.
1: What's that? So if you have the game open, what are the names of the, the mouse sensitivity options? Because I remember them being kind of funny.
2: Let me shake, um, nearly motionless,
1: mm-hmm.
2: Strugglish. <laughs> just slow, slow, sli- slow side or perfect, perfect, fast side or perfect. Reasonably fast? Unreasonably fast. <laughs> a parody of control.
1: <laughs> there we go. A parody of control. Yep. Uh, That's good. I appreciate little touches like that. You don't have to make your menu options funny, but if you can, you might as well.
0: Yeah. One of the one of the rare moments of humor in this game also.
1: Yeah, that and the and the uh visual options. Yeah. Uh, and the guy who gets crushed by a kraken while pooping <laughs> basically those are your moments of humor
0: I just they, they put so many fart sounds in
1: that
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, um, I mean, his, like, his entire bowels will pro- were probably being crushed out of him at the time so Yeah. you know like I imagine were, that makes a lot of gas noises there were like
0: five different fart sounds <laughs> Like distinct different fart sounds. Yeah. Oh. I poor. mean he's, like pope. he's not gonna just
1: reuse the same fart sound no, five times. That would
0: be shoddy workmanship.
1: Alright. <laughs> Anything other than that. Anything
0: other than fart sounds, yeah. Uh well, guys, it's February. It is. And
1: it is February, in fact.
0: It is, and you know what that means! Uh, We haven't done it in a while, but for the next... Did we
1: not do it last year? Was it the year before that we did it?
0: I think it was the year before. Um, Yeah, we are doing four in February again this year.
1: Because I liked doing it, and I like the opportunity to play a bunch of really short games rather than, like, one longer game. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we're going to try that again. Yeah.
0: So this, for the next two weeks, what, uh, I've already forgotten.
1: (laughs) Uh, we are going to be playing Triforce? Uh, No. No. No, No. 30 Flights of Loving.
0: Yeah, we're, okay, we're going to be playing 30 Flights of Loving, uh, and Florence. Yes. Uh, extra credit, uh, 30 Flights of Loving is a sequel to a game called Gravity Bone. These will all, I will, I will link to all of these, and yes, Gravity Bone is free. Uh, so if you want to play an, an extra five in February, mm-hmm. feel free. I will not stop you.
1: Yep. And Gravity Bone is free, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, the the other two, unfortunately, uh, have a small cost associated. Yep. Um, but we're trying to keep it relatively low. Yes. Um, but Florence is supposed to be really good, so probably worth the, like, three bucks that it'll cost you to get yeah. on Google Play. Uh, I know very little about thirty flights of Lovin. i I heard it is also supposed to be good, but yeah, it's we'll find out did
0: you did you play quadrilateral cowboy?
1: I saw Seanbo play quadrilateral. It's cowboy. the same developers yeah okay the, yeah. the the people who make the cube guys <laughs>
0: yeah the cube guys. I haven't played quadrilateral cowboy, and I really need to at some point.
1: It's a programming game, yeah, so if you like programming games, it's basically a it's like a lot of the other programming games that we played on Chambo stream. Yeah. Uh okay. I feel like we've played at least three of them at this point. And we've played we played uh elseheart.break on this stream. Yeah. Yes we did. So you know, programming games. Like programming that. Games. If you like that kind of thing. Yeah. But that's not what Thirty Flights of Loving
0: is. No, Thirty Flights of Loving is like a spy thriller. Thirty Flights of Loving and Gravity Bone Together are part of like a spy thriller type thing.
1: I think uh quadrilateral cowboy is a heist thriller yeah. so it's still along the same line in in the
0: wheelhouse that's yeah. fair so yeah yep. they do so it's, a, it's a pretty good niche. yes play... uh, we will
1: we will hopefully be meeting to talk about this again in two weeks if we do not meet to talk about this again in two weeks we will say what the other two february games are mm-hmm. on twitter yes i and... already mentioned what probably what's probably going to be one of them yes. so
0: and and we'll do just a mega episode at the end of the month.
1: Yeah. Uh, if if necessary. Hopefully we'll be able to meet again in, in two weeks and just talk about yeah. these two.
0: And if not, it's because I'm driving halfway across the country. Sorry, guys. Yep. But I'm going to try to align my schedule so that the two weeks, two Sundays from now, mm-hmm. we can still do podcast. So, yes, for next... Next episode, play Florence, which is, if you can't find it on Steam, it's uh, iOS, App Store, and Google Play Store only.
1: Yes, it is a mobile game. Yes. But it should be available on a variety of mobile platforms.
0: Yes. We, I at least know that I can get it on Android, so that's good.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And play 30 Flights of Loving, which is on Steam.
1: Yeah. Alright. Yeah. Uh, Plugs. Plugs. Yes. If they want to find out about our game announcements and links to these things, what Twitter should they go to?
0: You can go to the, the, the podcast Twitter, which is just at FeedbackForce on Twitter. That's us. Yeah, that's us.
1: It's mostly Kelso. It's
0: mostly me, but we, I pretend, I I use us, we, collective pronouns.
1: Kelso speaks for us.
2: <laughs> yes. Are you pretending to be us on the internet? Not really. <laughs>
1: I mean, you pretty much don't post anything other than announcements or retweets when things are on sale.
0: Yeah. And it's pretty obviously me, just based on how things are how things are uh, phrased and written. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. just how it is. Uh, if you would like to see me not being a sham, a... What's what's the word I'm looking for? Not charlatan? A fax, not a sham, not a fax, a... Uh... I don't remember what the word is. Uh...
1: charlatan? Fraud?
0: <laughs> uh, it was right there, and you kept saying words, and I lost it. Uh, <laughs> that's fair. Uh, if, if you would like to see my Twitter, where I am even even dumber than on the podcast Twitter, you can find me at Kelso Time Bomb.
1: Yeah. Uh, I am at Kyla underscore go on Twitter. I am normally twitch.tv slash tiger, spelled with a K for my streams. Uh, But streams are on a hiatus at the moment while I play Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, So instead, uh, you can check out my husband's streams. Uh, He is Twitter. ...slash Jester, with an I instead of an E, 256. Uh, And he sometimes uh, streams in my time slot and sometimes streams, like, Tuesday and Wednesday afternoons. Cool. So follow, give him a follow.
2: You can follow me on Twitter, at Skug3. Yes. Two G's. Two G's. One three. One three.
1: <laughs> yep. And thanks for joining us and
0: listening to our episode. Yeah. And if you're interested in talking about some small indie games with us, Boy Howdy. Big,
2: big indie games.
0: Or some big indie games. Boy Howdy. Do we like having guests? And we would probably enjoy having you on as a guest. Yes, you.
1: Yes, you, listener. Yes, you. Right now.
0: Dear listener, <laughs> answer the call.
1: Yep. Uh, and you can, to do that, you just, like, play the game that we're playing, and then you message uh, Kelso on Twitter. Uh, yep. And then as long as you have Skype and a free afternoon, uh, you can podcast with us. Yeah. It's it's
0: that easy. The The qualifications are... Almost non-existent. <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, but until then, oh, Kitty, what do you want?
1: He just wants to say goodbye because it's does. the end of the podcast. It
0: is the end of the podcast, Kitty. Would you like to say goodbye? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Thanks for listening, uh, <laughs> and we'll see you next next episode.
1: All right, bye, everybody. Bye-bye.
0: Bye. Bye.